Hello and welcome to the first installment in the Profiles in Courage podcast, where every second and fifth Wednesdays of the month we highlight courageous but likely lesser known voices, both past and present, who have challenged the status quo, representing, in my opinion, the best of civic and economic resistance. I'm honored to introduce to you today, Gabby Trejo. Gabby, welcome to this podcast. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Let me jump in and uh, ask these questions so that folks who are listening uh, can get a sense of how you're engaging with social justice and uh, any encouragements that you might have for them as well. So share with us briefly the nature and expression of the injustices or the injustice that you're seeking to address through your work. I think in Sacramento, when we look at injustices, we're really looking at addressing how do we create structural changes and economic equity in Sacramento for all families. And that looks actually very different in in various communities. And so for Sacramento, I think it's about being innovative about how we approach the diverse community that we have. That's great. Well, tell us a little bit about Sacramento Area Congregations Together and your role in the organization. Sacramento Act, we're part of the PICO National Network, and I am the executive director for Sacramento Act. And so we are a faith-based community organization. We organize the faith community to really put their faith into action and to really become advocates for justice in our local community. What are some practical actions that you and SAC Act and the congregations that are part of that network taking to address uh, some of the injustices that you were talking about earlier? Our primary role is really to walk our faith community through what is the what is the role of the faith community in the political process. So how do we become advocates for justice? And once we walk them through that, it's really about developing the leadership of our lay leaders, of everyday people who may feel like they can't have an impact on the larger ecosystem of the political process. And so we have addressed issues around homelessness, issues around education and the school-to-prison pipeline, really looking at how do we reintegrate people that have been formerly incarcerated so that they really have a real opportunity to get reintegrated into our community, immigration, and we're also working on environmental justice, really looking at how do we create environment-friendly spaces and create green jobs for people in our community. And we walk them through a process where they engage our local elected officials and really become thinking partners with them about maybe a third way of doing things, a way that includes community, where community gets to have input, and where both elected officials and community get to work together and are at the table, like I said, being thinking partners together and co-conspirators in other ways. That's great. I, I just thought of this question, if I can. Uh... Do you have a, a story or an individual that pops into your mind of somebody who has really responded well within the congregations that you're working with or a church that's taken really extraordinary leadership and has made a, a really tangible contribution to seeing things improve and be more equitable? Yeah, you know, I think about one of my first, we call them leaders, our volunteers, Gloria Casillas, who is a, she's a lay leader at Our Lady of Guadalupe Catholic Parish here in Sacramento. And when she came to us, she was really afraid and just didn't think that someone without uh, an education, someone who, you know, usually just kind of goes to church and goes home, takes care of her family, could have an impact. And she has become one of our number one advocates for immigrant rights. And it's very clear on the fact that it is her duty to fight for these 
because, you know, part of being children of God is to actually demand that, that you are treated as so. And to me, that has been so inspiring to take a woman that normally would have been, someone would have seen her as a shy person and actually absolutely invest in her development that she has transformed into one of our top advocates for justice, not just for immigrant rights, actually. That's what she came to us, but now has become an advocate for, you know, other issues of impact in Sacramento, because now she gets to see the intersectionalities of how job creation, right, wages, how the environment, how the issue of incarceration actually impacts people like her, even when it doesn't seem to be that way at first. Oh, that's fantastic. Let me transition and ask this next question. When, when things are difficult and your hopes have been challenged, what helps you keep going? You know, I, uh, I see the world through the lens of a Latina Mexican woman, faithful woman. And so I, what can help me keep going is my faith, really. Mm. I am constantly reminded that God does hear his children's cry. And to me, that's really important. And I feel like organizing injustice work is ongoing work that is constantly challenging yourself to explore a new part of who you are and who you thought you were and to rethink about new ways of doing things. So I'm constantly reminded that God is always with us and that God always challenges people or gives people a mission and those people usually say no or are afraid. And so that it is normal for, for me to sometimes feel afraid or uncertain, but knowing that uh, my faith keeps me going. What, uh, in closing, what word of wisdom or encouragement would you have for other fellow, what we'll call freedom fighters out there? You know, I would just say hope is the number one thing that we have. It's, it's the engine that keeps us going. It's what really ignites the people around us and so I feel like one of our colleagues Reverend Michael McBride always says that we are hope dealers and that is really our primary role so I say in times of uncertainty or times when it may seem like we're walking through darkness that we are just reminded that that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that there's a lot of people that that are with us that we're not the only people fighting and so therefore keep going. I love it. Hope dealers. I'm, I'm going to remember that. That's fantastic. Well, uh, I just want to say thank you for the work that you're doing uh, day in, day out with uh, all of the volunteer leaders and others who are involved in the PICO network uh, nationwide. Thank you for your, your good and faithful work in knowing that uh, you and your leadership uh, are making a real difference in bringing about true uh, social justice and freedom and equality. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast. And remember that you can check out more of my takes on faith, social justice, and popular culture, along with other life-inspiring musings, by visiting www.curtelewis.com. If you enjoyed and benefited from this and other publications featured on my website, would you take a few minutes to show your support? First, you can share it with your friends via social media, text, message, email, word of mouth, pigeon bird, cave art, whichever you prefer. Second, if you're listening on iTunes, take a few seconds to subscribe to this podcast and to give it a positive review. Lastly, you can help me to continue to produce these podcasts by making monthly or one-time financial contributions. Click on subscribe support on the website to learn more. Again, thanks so much for listening.